Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, friends. It's Vin Scully. It's time for Dr. Clapper. In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the former head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, presented by Cedar sinai Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> yes, Doc, I love your show. Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedar sinai for 33 years and counting. Oh, what a day. Four big surgeries yesterday, and then I got in my car to play in the ESPN LA celebrity softball game in West Covina. I don't even know whether is there an East Covina. Where the hell is West Covina? I put in ways. It's an hour and a half from Cedar sinai but I went. It was so much fun. I was on Team Mace, and Beto Duran, with his walk-off home run, saved the day for us. It was just so much fun, but particularly to see so many ESPN LA listeners who listen to the Weekend Warriors show. It's just really important what this station does and means to this community. It really glues us all together. And in July, when not much is happening, the Rams aren't playing, the Lakers aren't playing, the Dodgers are playing, and thanks to Michael Thompson's son, Trace Thompson, are winning. But I'm so excited for today's show. Even more than all that is because my guest at 8.15 is an engineer who works behind the scenes in my world of surgery, creating the stitches, the sutures that surgeons use. His name is John Collier, and he's the, he's the best in the business. He doesn't get the credit. The engineers behind the scenes don't get the credit. The Wilberts of radio don't get the credit. Dr. Clapper gets the credit, but I can't do this myself. You need the people behind the scenes, and it's fun for me to showcase them. And John Collier's expertise is in something that I'm sure most of you never even thought about. And that's the fact that not only do the stitches that I use to sew up, not only the skin when I do an operation, but I got to sew up the deep stuff, the tendons, the muscles, the labrum, all kinds of structures when I do an operation. And some of the stitches you want to last forever. Believe me, when we fix your Achilles tendon that ruptures, when we fix your rotator cuff, we need those stitches to stay forever and not be absorbed by your body. But many of the stitches that I use, particularly in the skin, You want them to disappear. You want them to go away. Absorbable and non-absorbable stitches. And that is what John Collier is an expert in. Because, hey, you want the stitch to last six weeks and then melt away? 12 weeks? 16 weeks? If the stitch melts away too soon, the wound will open up prematurely. And that's a problem for infection. If it stays too long and it's a foreign body, like a wooden splinter, if you will, your body starts to reject the stitches. There's a science behind how long it's supposed to last. And that's why we need the scientists like John Collier to figure it out. But it made me think all week. You know how much I love the world of sports, the world of surgery. 
and the world of art and music. I'm a sculptor. I believe they're the same world. So here's a topic that I believe exists in all three of these worlds. The timeliness of life. The timing of life. You want stuff to last forever? Clayton Kershaw tried to throw a perfect game. Meaning nobody made it to base. Not even a walk. That's rare. But you know who did it on September 9th, 1965? Sandy Koufax. Last night it almost happened. But Sandy Koufax actually did it. The genius behind Vin Scully calling the game, and you're going to hear some sound bites of Ron Howard, the actor and world-class director, telling you when Vin Scully realized Sandy Koufax was about to do something iconic that nobody else does. He called the game, giving you the time and the date. It's 9.45 on September 9th, 1965, because... Vince Scully wanted that game to last forever. That's a non-absorbable stitch. It's got to last forever. But when you listen to this song, who's from South Central Los Angeles, Hope Sandoval, she wrote this song. It's all about absorbable stitches in the sense that you want to fade away. Listen, and I'm going to break down this song. She doesn't realize that this young girl, Hope Sandoval, in 1994, when it was released, she wrote a song, in my mind, about absorbable stitches. Fading to you. That's the stitch. Absorbing. Strange you never knew. That's right. Here's the stuff I take out of a package. But your body accepts it. It absorbs it. In my crazy mind, this entire song is about John Collier's world of sutures. I think it's strange you never knew, she says. But wait till you hear the rest of the lyrics. They had this giant hit, Hope Sandoval and David Roback who's since passed away, David Roback, at a young age, 61. But he wrote the music. She wrote the songs and the lyrics. They never really wanted to be famous. They wanted to fade into music and not stand out. You'll hear sound bites of them. That's what life is for all of us. Some things you want to last forever, but some things you want to fade away. And that's the secret. Which stuff do you want to last forever? And what stuff do you want to fade away? What about in the world of food? I thought all week, and then it came to me. There's a bakery in Los Angeles. It's really someplace a little north of Los Angeles. Where the idea of fading into you and not fading into you exists This genius of a baker uses blueberries. But she makes it in one way where the blueberries are as juicy and as plump and they remain as a blueberry as you eat that muffin. They pop in your mouth. But she then makes a donut, a blueberry glazed donut, where you're not seeing any semblance of the blueberry, except you're tasting the flavor. Those blueberries have faded into the cake of the donut. And this week, I took a couple of days off to go surfing, and I visited this amazing place, where fading to you and not fading into you existed. That's right. On the same day with a cup of coffee, I ate the donut, And the muffin. Oh, my God. Those blueberries popped in my mouth. And when I ate that donut, I could close my eyes and go to heaven. You know what I'm talking about. You know the place I'm talking about. And if you don't, I'll let you know where it is. In my beloved Ventura. That's where you're going to go.
You tell Sue I sent you. And what about Clapper Vision? Ah, uh, Rafael Nadal exited Wimbledon because he tore an abdominal muscle, a core muscle tear. We need some Clapper Vision for that. And I'll get into tucking your shirt in behind your belt. That's a tear to the core muscle, and I'll explain. That'll be the Clapper Vision. Fading into you. This song, I'm going to play a little bit of it right now. I've never done this in the 12 years I've been on the radio, where I can break down the song. And that's what I want to do in the next segment and explain how stitches work. They either absorb or they don't absorb. But in 1994, when Hope Sandoval wrote these lyrics, hypnotic, haunting, and believe me, other people try to cover this song. You'll hear Ben Harper and Kelly Clarkson and even Miley Cyrus. They're trying to sing it, just like her. But as we say in New York, forget about it. They cannot sing Fade Into You like Hope Sandoval. She wrote the song. But she doesn't want to be that mega star like Miley Cyrus, who's amazing, or Ben Harper or Kelly Clarkson. She really wants her career to fade into you. Some people are like that. You'll hear her describe herself. I'm an introvert. I feel uncomfortable actually getting all the attention. David Robach says we, we don't write the songs for the critics. We don't write them for the radio. We don't even want to be interviewed. We do the music because we love the music for ourselves. We're absorbable stitches. We're not interested in being a non-absorbable stitch, one that lasts forever. This topic is fascinating. In food, in art, in sports, and in my world of surgery. Listen to what a, a voice sounds like that's trying to sound like fade into you. This is Ben Harper. He's amazing. But guess what? You ain't Hope Sandoval. No, you're not doing it. You, I can hear your voice distinctly. When Hope Sandoval sings it, it hypnotically disappears because of the way she's able to do it. How does she make the word fade sound like strange? Absorbable into your brain, into your heart. The story is awesome. We'll get into it, and I'll take your calls as well. Coming up next, the number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on? It's Max. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday morning than with my friend Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. It's time for Clapper Killies. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Where has this been my whole life? Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. That is not Hope Sandoval. That's Kelly Clarkson. 
You can hear her pronounce those words, but it's not the same. It's not the same as Hope Sandoval, who wrote these lyrics and the hypnotic way she absorbs into you. Let's first break down the song, and then I want you to hear an interview. Hear them speak themselves, David Roback and Hope Sandoval of Mazzy Star. In life, sometimes you don't want to be noticed, just like the stitches that are absorbable. So let's listen and break down the lyrics. You ready, Wilbert? Let's do it. I want to hold, hold the hand. I want to hold the hand inside you. That's a suture sewing up. I want to take the breath that's true. I want to take the breath that's true. That's how your body breathing. I look to you when I see nothing. I look to you, I see nothing. Let me tell you, I make an incision sometimes. You don't see very well. I look to you to see the look to you to see the truth nature that's the truth that's what i'm doing as a surgeon you live your life you go in shadows you go deep in that wound you better have a headlamp so you can see the artery and the nerve you'll come apart you'll go black if that stitch absorbs too soon it'll come apart it's dark inside there. I need headlamps and all kinds of OR lights. As many a time you go looking and in that scar is the artery and the nerve. It's not there. Fade into you. Absorb. Disappear. Stranger never knew. How does the body accept a stitch that's not natural? I think it's strange you never knew. It is fascinating. I think it's strange you never knew. The thinking of making it so that it is not rejected because it is different. I think it's strange you never knew. That's the PhD. That's the science behind making sutures that your body will accept and not reject. And at 8.15, we're going to talk to John Collier about I think it's strange you never knew. How do you get the body to not reject it. But the story of Mazzy Star, Hope Sandoval, and David Roback, you got to hear this. While the band experienced some success with their debut album, they were also suspicious of it. With Roback telling The Independent, I think a lot of it's frivolous. It's like being popular at school. What does being popular at school mean? It means nothing. Sandoval, meanwhile, refused to discuss her lyrics, turned down autograph requests, <laughs> and hated performing live. However, her autograph policy seems to have changed in recent years. She would reveal it in an interview. Personally, I have a hard time playing live. A big part of it is because the lyrics are really private. It seems like a lot of the times the audience isn't ready for that. A lot of them are just hanging out, drinking. There are times you can hear the girl alongside of you in the audience talking about her wardrobe or something. It gets that way when you get kind of popular. You get all these different kinds of people and some don't care. I used to get really hostile about it. I just used to lose my temper and tell the audience to shut up, she'd say. She's not looking to be a superstar. She's making music for herself, for her love of singing and the music. So why were they so press shy? Well, Sandoval would tell Enemy, it's difficult. Sometimes they feel like job interviews. You don't really know the person referring to interviewers. You're asked a lot of these questions. With Roback adding, I just don't think we really need to explain it to anybody, or for that matter, to ourselves or to each other, referring to the group's music. Some people, some stitches, some athletes, some chefs, they don't want the recognition. Yours truly is on the radio. I got a microphone. I'm the opposite of an absorbable stitch. The band spent the next couple of years working on material that would become their sophomore hit, So Tonight That I Might See. The album would produce the band's biggest hit, Fade Into You, but it may surprise you to know that many people have misinterpreted the song. 
and the pair never anticipated the single to take off like it did. The dreamy song, whose lyrics are about heartache and longing, accompanied by a piano and slide guitar, is not actually a nostalgic song. As Roback would tell Australia News, it was never intended to be a nostalgic song, unless you were meant to think about nostalgia for the present, because it was really about the present. We used to walk on the beach a lot and walk around the city. It came almost at the same time. We weren't trying to write a hit song, we were just writing a song. They're not trying to write hits. They're writing for the present. They're writing for this to last today, this moment, and then disappear. According to Roback in the same interview, the music came together pretty quickly, and the pair wrote the song in about one day. The song would push so tonight that I might see to go platinum, selling over a million copies in the US, and the song would peak at number three on the modern rock charts in America. The single also had crossover appeal, peaking at number 44 on the Hot 100 charts. Unlike bands who hate their hit songs, Mazzy Star didn't feel that way. Roback would reveal to Australian News, it's just one of our songs, we play it because we want to play it. Because they want to play it, they're not interested in the radio or the ratings. Even after Mazzy Star's success with her 1994 sophomore album, the band never looked at the mainstream for cues, let alone understood where they fit in with popular music, with Roback telling the Baltimore Sun, I don't really look personally to contemporary radio myself to find any kind of meaningful definition of accessibility. We've always just had the attitude that we weren't going to be played by radio, so we never really tried to fit in, and it still doesn't really seem like we fit in, he'd say. He doesn't want to fit in. Now listen to them speak for themselves, not someone summarizing their career. This is Hope Sandoval and David Roback being interviewed. This is awesome. This is what an absorbable stitch sounds like if you were to have that suture have a voice. I think it, it is pretty difficult for us to do promotional stuff. We're sort of introverted people, so it, it is pretty difficult. It's pretty difficult when you're an introvert and you're on stage singing before a huge crowd. It's difficult. We like to experiment a lot, so I think if you gave us Three years to record a record, to record, write, record it, produce it, we would take the three years. That's what I think. Yeah, we, would, we, we would probably end up recording several records in that time and just selecting, you know. Yeah, changing our mind constantly. Yeah. We, did, we do a song differently, you know, given a different day, you know. We'd probably do it differently. Wow. I think anybody would. Anybody really would. Doing it differently. They don't want it to last forever the same way. I like to sing, but it can be a problem because when you're, it, it automatically makes you the, the front person for the band, even though you might not want that, even though your, your partner is just as responsible for everything, but it, yeah, it, everybody seems to focus on the singer. She's uncomfortable getting all the credit. Yeah, she wrote the lyrics. But David Roback, her partner, wrote the music. You can just feel she's not trying to be non-absorbable. She's not trying to last forever. She's not trying to get all the credit. Her musical genius is really absorbable to fade away, to fade into you. We've had bad reviews, too. Um... I mean, of course, you know, when anybody gets insulted in any kind of way, you know, it affects you. So, in that sense, yeah, you know, it does affect us, but... I don't think we take it too seriously, yeah. you know, because that's not really who we, you know, we're not making music for the critics, and um, it's not very really ultimately very important to us whether they like it or not that haunting hypnotic voice so i'll give you the same words the same music and when someone else tries to sing it who's not an introvert who's who is interested in being non-absorbable in lasting forever listen to how it sounds 
Same words, same music. This is Miley Cyrus. When I do surgery and I use a stitch, a certain thickness, a certain thinness, and believe me, they come in all different shapes and sizes. Can't wait to ask John Collier, how many stitches, different kinds do you make? The number probably will shock us. But when Miley Cyrus sings the same song, that stitch may last longer than you'd want, and the body will see it as foreign and reject it. But when Hope Sandoval sings it, it's not going to last forever. It disappears. It truly fades into you. What a crazy thought. The timing of life. In the world of sports, while the baseball game is going on, Vince Scully realizes something special is happening. I don't want it to fade into you. I don't want it just to be another baseball game, another night. And the brilliance of Vince Scully is as the announcer. They're not recording baseball games in 1965 like they do now. So what does he do? He starts announcing with his voice, not just that it's September 9th, but it's 945, and now it's 947. He keeps giving you the exact date and time. This move by Vince Scully to record for all time that in 2022 we can still talk about the perfect game that Sandy Koufax threw against the Chicago Cubs on just another night in September. This is not the World Series. This is an insignificant one of 162 games, although I don't know how many they played in 1965, but there's a lot of games in the baseball season, a lot of forgettable games that you'll never remember, that will fade into you, but not this one. Perfect games are rare. Ron Howard, who played Opie in Mayberry as a little kid, and in many other TV shows and movies. He was a child actor, but then fell in love with the whole idea of making TV shows and movies and became an Oscar-winning director and movie maker. I think he knows a little bit about the business of motion pictures. And you're going to hear coming up next a soundbite where Ron Howard says, that's it. Once I realized I had Vince Scully and Sandy Koufax in my life, it was easy. I became a Dodger fan. But that game, Ron Howard says, makes me not only a Dodger fan, but remembering that game for the rest of my life. A non-absorbable stitch, a moment like me as a marble sculptor. That asteroid hits Earth. Believe me, all the TV shows and movies and radio shows, everything's going to go away. You know what's going to remain when that asteroid hits? The marble sculptures that I make. Talk about non-absorbable. But Vin Scully made that game non-absorbable in the trick that he used. And you'll hear Ron Howard talk about it. 
and we'll get into it. Coming up next, the number is 877-710-ESPN. What a topic, absorbable and non-absorbable in life. Legacy versus fade into you. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. This is Keyshawn in the morning. My man, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show starts your Saturday morning. Join the doc from 7 to 9 a.m., but don't miss my show Monday morning on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. It's the most entertaining thing in the world. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. From schwitzing like a piece of tuna fish. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Something so strong. Crowded house. That's right. Sometimes you want that stitch to stay forever. Just like Sandy Koufax. And Vince Scully calling that game, that perfect game. We'll get into the sound bites, but there's too many callers, so we got to take some calls. We'll interrupt the show with some weekend warrior Clapper vision. Let's go to Alfonso. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? You there, Alfonso? Yes, I am. I'm here. Can you hear me? I can. How young are you? What do you do for a living? Oh, I uh, I just turned 56 last year. I am um, an owner of a company that teaches kids technology like robotics, computer coding, electronics, all that cool stuff. Oh, wow. That's fantastic, Alfonso. Before we get started, how can I tell the Weekend Warriors how to get a hold of you? You got a website? Oh, yeah. Our website is kids, K-I-D-S, that, T-H-A-T, code. C-O-D-E.org. God, God bless you, Alfonso. So who the hell are you? Where'd you grow up? What'd your father do for a living? Oh, man, I grew up in El Monte, California. I'm an Angelino at heart, wow. born and raised. Wow. What did your father do for a living, and how'd you end up in this crazy business, which I love? Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, my dad, um, he worked at an industrial um company that sold pipe and steel remnants and stuff like that. He was a delivery driver and he'd just deliver all those parts. So how did he get you inspired to use your brain in life and get an education and then become a teacher? Well, Dr. Clapper, it was my mom's motivation. I always, always, I was always good in math and science. She wanted me to be a doctor like you. (laughs) I told you, my mother would ask me what I want to be when I grow up. My dad was a carpenter. He worked with his hands, and he had calluses and bleeding and and had all this tar because they were dirty. And at the end of the day, he'd come home. And I'll never forget, I was so excited to see my dad because I was in school being tortured to death all day. And my dad would come home for dinner, and his hands would be black with tar and i'd go into the downstairs bathroom with him and he'd take this lava soap i don't even know what the hell that is this special soap and he'd be washing his hands and i'd watch that black water come off of his hands and then one day he said you know robbie i got a lot of tar on my hand today from doing a roof and he would take kerosene and wash his hands with kerosene and my hands would would get dirty go come here robbie put some kerosene on your hands God, do you know how toxic it is to wash your hands with kerosene? Nobody knew from this stuff, but I'd watch that black tar disappear into the sink. And my mother would say, so, Robbie, what are you going to be when you grow up? I said, I'm going to be just like him. I'm going to work with my hands and be a carpenter. You know what my mother said? Just like your mother. Are you crazy? Uh, First, you should be a doctor. Then you can do whatever you want. So here I am. (laughs) I'm just a guy, except now I got rubber gloves so my hands don't get that black tar in it like my father. And I feel like a baby because I got no calluses in my hand because I got rubber gloves to do 20 surgeries a week for 33 years. But you know what? That work ethic, that do the right thing, be honest, be honorable, that's what you got from your father, Alfonso, and that's what I got from my father, Abraham Clapper. How can I help you, young man? What's up? Well, doctor, you know, my mom, who's my biggest fan, you know, I, I got to the University of Southern California. I studied engineering there. I oh, worked as a software engineer, but it was all my mom. You know, she, she was wow. always supporting me and behind me. Uh, it's crazy. But what's her name? I got in- what's her name? Her, her name is Gloria Anaya. She's amazing. I would love her to meet you, Dr. Clapper. Well, listen, it's I already feel special that I know that there's a Gloria Anaya out there because she sounds just like Lillian Clapper, my mother. 
God bless her for all that she did to push you. And look at what you're doing, helping all these kids be in the real world and demystify. Everybody's scared of the computer, especially me. Can you explain to me one thing, Alfonso? What the hell is up with the double click? What the hell is up with, no, you have to right click. I never got the memo that you got to double click or right click. I'm so frustrated. I got to live in a world where I look at the computer and it looks at my retina. It looks at my fingerprint and goes, good morning, Dr. Clapper. How can I help you? I'm just a computer. You don't have to double click and right click anymore like I'm supposed to know these things. But anyway, how can I help you? What's up with you? Okay, well, it was my mom, Gloria. Uh, one day she's sitting on the sofa. She has to take her medicines at 8 p.m. Um, she got up and she heard a pop in her knee and then excruciating pain. Okay. So she got an MRI. Um, I have the impression. I have the MRI report. Good. Read and, it to uh, me. Read Dr. it slow Rice. so I can interrupt you with Clapper vision. Okay. I love Clapper vision. And I really love that story you did on Dean Martin. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, I love it. Good. That's your favorite story, huh, Dean Martin? Yeah, that's my favorite. I didn't know he was a dishwasher. Yeah, that's exactly right. Listen, we all start from, you know who else was a dishwasher? Shad Khan, the man who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, came to the United States as a first-year college student, Champaign, Illinois, University of Illinois, Champaign-Urbana, and the only job he could get was a dishwasher. Now he's a billionaire and owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he was so happy to come here from Pakistan in 1967 and get a job as a dishwasher, only to become one of the richest men in the world. Yeah, you got to start. I clean cages in an animal hospital. You got to start doing the dirty work, literally. And then you, the, the, then the, the juices, the sweetness of life is so much sweeter when you start out as a dishwasher. God bless it. All right, what can I do for your mom? She heard a pop in her knee. You got the impression, the MR. Read it slowly so I can interrupt you. Okay. Okay, impression. There's four items on here. The first one, complex tear of the posterior horn of the medial meniscus. Okay. So how old is your mom? She's 85. So at 85, we've now established that she has a tear in her meniscus. But you know what? This is not like talking to someone who's 25. Your mother, even though it's not a great meniscus, she needs every bit of it, even if it's got a tear in it. So everybody has to calm down. You're not having surgery on your mom so fast. Go ahead. Keep going. Beautiful. Okay, then it goes on to say, um, you know, the medial meniscus extending to the body of the medial meniscus. Number two, osteophysic spurring of the right knee. There you go. So you've here's a clap revision. Your mother has a tear in the linoleum. That's number one. Here's number two. She's got termites in the floorboards under the linoleum in the floor. Are you going to let that guy give you a new linoleum surface to the floor when I'm telling you termites ate all the wood underneath? Forget about it. So don't focus on the torn linoleum. Don't focus on the torn meniscus. We now know she's got termites. So leave the linoleum alone. All right, number three. Okay, number three. Mild to moderate joint effusion. Right, so the body is a living thing. It's not like a kitchen floor. So when when you tear the linoleum in the kitchen, who cares? When you tear the surface in your knee, it's like getting poked in the eye. You get red, you get swollen, you get inflamed. It becomes fluid. Fancy word for fluid, irritation, is an effusion. So that's fine. Nothing to worry about. Go ahead, next. Okay, it says that there's a small baker cyst. So right, so the fluid that fills up in the in the knee like a water balloon has to escape because it's under pressure. Where does it go? It shoots out the back of the knee, even though there's nothing to matter with the back of the knee. It fills with fluid, and there's lots of doctors who stick needles into baker cysts, who crazy enough do surgery on people for baker cysts. I hate these people. No, don't stick a needle in it, and don't do surgery for a baker cyst. It means that it's irritated. And what's irritated? That pop that your mom heard was the pop of her meniscus. Now, if you tell me that your mom is still able to straighten her knee all the way and bend it, then we are leaving her alone to live happily ever after with her torn meniscus and everybody has to calm down. And no cortisone shots, no stem cells for $10,000 or PRP or Synvisc. 
No needles going into your mom's knee. There's a book I wrote with Lindy Yui called Heal Your Knees. You need to get a copy. You'll learn Monday, Wednesday, Friday, half an hour, walk forwards, backwards in a pool. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, she's 85. Yeah, she could ride a stationary bike, but if she says, forget about it, I'm not going to do that, then she needs to spend all day straightening, bending her knee. It'll make noise. That's fine. Noise is not a problem. But get her to get her range of motion back. If her knee remains stuck, which I don't think it will be, that's a different story. But nobody's operating on your mother's torn meniscus, not if I have something to say about it, okay? That's beautiful. You know, the, the doctor we talked to immediately wanted to give her an injection of cortisone. That's right. No. And I hope you said no because you listened to the Weekend Warriors show with Dr. Clapper. Did you say no? Yeah, I said, hey, Mom, Dr. Clapper says we don't take shots. She's <laughs> like, I don't want a shot. <laughs> you know how mad you must have made that, doctor? But you know what? Oh, yeah. I don't I care. I only care <laughs> about one thing. Gloria. That's the only person I care about. We should play that song from Van Morrison, Gloria. G-L-O-R-I-A. That's the only one I care about. Listen, what a beautiful son you are, Alfonso, taking the time to call me about your mom. You know what? Of course. You made my day. You made all of our days to know that someone like you is out there. Keep teaching those kids. You're really a blessing, Alfonso. It's really my honor to be able to help you and your family in any way I can. Thanks so much for listening. Dr. Clapper, thank you so much. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do something nice for someone today. That's right. You find a total stranger. You do something nice for them. That's how you be thanking me. God bless you, Alfonso. Have a thank great you. day. Thank you. God bless you, doctor. All right. Appreciate <laughs> it. All right, Warriors. We'll take a break. You got to hear the Vince Scully Sandy Koufax story from Ron Howard. Oh, my God. We'll do that. Coming up next, you're listening to the one and only Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN. Hey, it's John Ireland. You know there is no better way to start your Saturday than with the man who replaced Michael Thompson's hip, Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. Don't miss my show, Mason and Ireland, back Monday at 1, all here on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. At 42 years old, you know what your new nickname is for me? (laughs) Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. You're not Matthew from Santa Monica anymore. You're Mr. Preop. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. I was listening to Van Morrison all day yesterday in the operating room, torturing those millennials going... What is he listening to? Dr. Clapper, please put on Jay-Z or Chainsmokers or God knows what else they're talking about. No. Steely Dan, Van Morrison, Eric Clapton, Charday, George Michael. That's music to me. G-L-O-R-I-A. God bless you, Van Morrison. Today's show is all about what a topic. Because at 8.15, we're going to talk to an engineer about the stitches that I use in surgery. He's the man behind the scenes. Whether they're going to stay forever, non-absorbable stitches, your rotator cuff, your Achilles tendon. I don't want those stitches to disappear. Versus that beautiful plastic surgical closure I do when I do a shoulder replacement, when I do your ACL, your hip I don't want you to see a scar. I need those stitches to fade away, to melt away. John Collier is going to teach us about that world he lives in. But it made me think. Fading away, melting away, absorbable. I thought about in the world of art and music, Hope Sandoval and this amazing song she wrote and sang in 1994. I'm not a foreign body. The body accepts that stitch. It absorbs. It fades into your body. I think it's strange you never knew. Thinking about being strange and not knowing. That's what John Collier does. He thinks about how to make it acceptable by your body. 
But you know how much I love the world of sports and surgery and art and music. What about something that should last forever? Well, listen to Ron Howard talk about nine, September 9th, 1965, and what exactly Vin Scully did to make that moment in sports non-absorbable. Vin Scully's call of Sandy Koufax's perfect game, it's a particular kind of work of, uh, of, of genius. One and two, the count to Chris Krug. It is 9.41 p.m. on September the 9th. He sort of improvised this idea of using the clock, which is a classic thing. The time on the scoreboard is 9.44. The date, September the 9th, 1965. And Koufax working on veteran Harvey Keene. Vin Scully was telling us that something historical, something remarkable, something worthy of noting and remembering was very likely unfolding. And he, he told us by making it significant enough to tell you what time it was, play after play. It was great showmanship and great storytelling. It is 9.46 p.m., one strike away. 9.45, now it's 9.46. Those seconds... Minutes. He's burning them into your brain. And you'll hear Ron Howard now say, I think about that forever. It's never going to be absorbed. It's never going to fade away. Missed the last two innings for some reason. I did things I've never done before. My hat was flying off, and that's never happened before. And I was just throwing as hard as I could. And I was throwing it where I wanted to, which was kind of amazing. Sandy into his windup. Here's the pitch. Swung on and missed the perfect game. Koufax set down all 27 Cubs batters to face him. His fourth no-hitter in four consecutive seasons. It was a great moment for Koufax and the Dodgers in baseball, but it was, as a fan, you know, something I treasured and still do. And when I think about Sandy Koufax and his early retirement, nobody exemplifies absorbable versus non-absorbable, the timing of life, than him. Because his elbow pretty much fell apart. There's no Tommy John surgery in 1965. Dr. Job did not figure out how to save a pitcher's elbow till 1974. So you're throwing curveballs, you're throwing fastballs. That body of ours is not meant to throw something at 100 miles an hour for a long period of time. It becomes arthritic. The timing of life. So here's an interview Koufax has with the press. How dare they ask him, why Why are you retiring? You're still young. Why? Nobody says it better and explains it better, the timing of life, than my favorite baseball player, Sandy Koufax. Here it is, the day of his retirement, having to explain to these Schmendricks why he's decided to stop. By the end of the 1966 season, Sandy Koufax was at the peak of his career. He had won 27 games that year, pitched 11 shutouts, and led the league in strikeouts. But just a month after the World Series ended, he called a press conference to announce that he was quitting the game at the age of 31, while he could still lift his arm. Yeah, listen to this now. Nobody's ever been able to describe the timing of life better than Sandy Koufax to these ridiculous reporters. Question is why, isn't it? Question is why. I don't know if cortisone is good for you or not, but uh, to take a shot every other ball game is uh, more than I wanted to do, and to walk around with a constant upset stomach because of the pills and to be high half the time during a ball game because you're taking painkillers out. 
that's uh, I don't want to don't want to have to do that. And here's the most ridiculous question: You're going to lose some money now, Sandy Koufax, because you're not going to pitch anymore. Oh my God! I don't know how he sat there and didn't come out of his seat to clobber the guy. But listen to how classy, what a gentleman, and how we should all listen to these words from Sandy Koufax. What is your thought about the loss of income? Well, the loss of income, let's put it this way. If there were a man who did not have use of one of his arms, and you told him it would cost a lot of money and he could buy back that use, He'd give him every dime he had, I believe. That's my feeling. And in a sense, maybe this is what I'm doing. I don't know. Yeah, I've got a lot of years to live after baseball, and I just I would like to live them uh, with complete use of uh, my body. I don't regret one minute of the last 12 years, but I think I would regret one year that was too many. He would become the youngest man ever elected to the Hall of Fame. That's right. Nobody understood time, the timeliness of life, absorbable, non-absorbable. Coming up next, I'm going to tell some stories. But there is only one other guy who understood time better than anybody else. I actually got the privilege of seeing him in concert live at the Pantages Theater in New York in 1982. My girlfriend at the time said, you got to go hear this guy sing. I just want to get you prepared. He's going to be wearing a dress. And in 1982, that was not something people did. It was this guy. can design sutures that give you time some of them absorb and some of them give you time to last forever and not be rejected by the body it's a foreign substance a suture how do you get the body to not see it as foreign how do you get it to fade into you to melt into you at 8.15, we're going to learn. Coming up next, I'll tell some stories about time, absorbable and non-absorbable. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN.